Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. This week, it's like the media hasn't learned. Surprise, surprise, another poll freak out. Actually, a couple of polls this week. I have a feeling we'll have to take on a lot of these damn things. Plus, a big decision from the federal courts coming down in Alabama again. Why this one's a big deal. And hopefully, we can finish off a few of your strategy questions from last week. Alex. Where should we get started? Joe, we got to start. You mentioned the polls. The one that's got everyone freaking out this week, and I, I mean it if you look on Twitter, which I really try to do less of now, but we can get there in a minute. But Wall Street Journal poll, I think it had Biden and Trump tied at 46, and everyone's losing their minds. What is going on? Well, and then I think right after that one on the heels of it came, came some CNN poll that, that, you know, tight race, same thing, massive hysteria hand-wringing, will, will commence. But, you know, it's hard to believe we're doing this again. I mean, I mean, after all the, you know, knocking down the big red wave polls that we did in last cycle uh, with uh, Simon Rosenberg and Tom Bonier and others, it's just uh, incredible uh, that we're, you know, we're seeing all the hand-wringing again. And this is 14 months out. I mean, this isn't the the usual, like, you know, panic at the end. It's thing. not October. This is 14 yeah. months. Yeah, no. When everybody knows it's, you know, it's ridiculous to look particularly at the head-to-head right now. Uh, you know, my favorite so far, though, to knock it down, was a tweet uh, from Stephen Claremont, who's the polling director at Change Research. I mean, he did a, a, a tweet storm that really does set, set this, you know, straight out. Since the polling world is freaking out over the Wall Street Journal poll showing 2024 race tied 46-46 between Biden and Trump, and presidential races are decided 14 months before the voting. Let's go back and look at the polls 14 months out from previous presidential contests. So he does. On September 14, 1999, Gallup had George W. Bush leading Al Gore 56 to 39. That race, if people recall, was decided by something like 535 votes in the state of Florida. In July of 2003, Fox News Opinion Dynamics had George W. Bush leading John Kerry 54 to 35. That was a lot closer than that one uh, turned out. Uh, They were off on that one, too. This is September 1st, 2011. The same, literally to the day, close to the day that we're recording this in that cycle, Mitt Romney led Barack Obama 49 to 45 in an ABC Washington Post poll. And and people were starting to wring their hands about, was Obama the guy? On September 17th, 2019, Joe Biden, yeah, that Joe Biden, the same guy, led Trump 5238. He led Trump right now by, you know, by 14 points. Turned out, squeaker, decided by a few thousand votes. In three states, yeah. Three three or four states. You know, and this is before, you know, and I kept, I think I talked about this in last uh, episode. Right now in September of 1983, proving that I'm really dating myself, Ronald Reagan held a one-point lead. I mean, today, it's literally at the same point 
as we are in this cycle. Ronald Reagan held a one-point lead over former Vice President Walter Mondale. Um, and that one turned out to be a 49-state shellacking, Reagan romping over Mondale and the Democrats. So you have, and it's gone both ways, by the way. I mean, it's, it's not always been, you know, obviously Obama was behind. He, 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 he came president. You know, so yeah, actually was was uh, reelected president in 2012. So you have these incumbent, and you know, a lot of these factors that just continue to show that anybody looking at a contest now and polling 14 months out and thinking it says anything about where the race will be 14 months from now is out of their mind. But of course, the pollsters and the media will keep putting them out and. People go out of their minds. So, you know, the 2024. Well, and, and this is a, this is the important point, right? When people going out of their mind. I mean, I remember in 2012, you mentioned the Romney-Obama. There were quite a few of those polls going into basically until Memorial Day of 12. And I remember, again, I'm, I don't have the 40 years, but I'm coming up on almost 15 now. We, we at, 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 in Obama land had our heads down. I was in the field. And, you know, Jim Messina was running that race and they, they paid no attention to it. And that was kind of the directive from above. But I remember, I mean, we'd go out and, you know, knock doors or call and like literally our volunteers were saying, why should I, why should I do anything? Cause this race is, he's done. This race is over. Right? He's so far down in the, yeah. it's like, well, that's what it's but, all designed they're all to do. seeing these 40, the incumbent president down four in May. So they're like freaking out. It's like, guys, this doesn't matter. But it's you, you can only say this doesn't matter so many times when CNN is running with it with their hair on fire every day. Well, I mean, but that's what it's all designed to do. I mean, particularly, you know, some of these are responsible polling organizations, but but a lot. I mean, you get a lot of junk polls that are out there dropping this stuff on purpose just to dissuade people from, I mean, make them give up. Um, we saw that with the big red wave that was coming. It was all bullshit. But, you know, people. Uh, and of course, the press picks up on those polls, even if they're ridiculous, uh, and reports them. You know, it, you know, the contest between Trump and Biden could be close, or it it might not be. You know, it's just that nothing matters right now in terms of those head to head. The only thing, uh, the only certain thing is that we're going to have. You know, the U.S. politics and presidential elections are not straight lines. Polling fourteen months out. Tells you little, and and you know again, it's about looking underneath the hood. What what numbers um, underneath it uh, are you know stick out? But the head to head numbers are ridiculous, and particularly look the other thing about the head to head numbers is look you know Biden won the popular vote nationwide by seven million votes. It, you know when are they going to learn? Did you know it? It all gets down to what's happening in the six or seven states. Where you know that and literally maybe two three hundred thousand swing voters in those states collectively that are really going to decide this thing, and so you get this poll, any poll saying it, you know that uh, it's a dead heat doesn't mean that somebody doesn't have an edge with the independents or some of the others that are going to break here, you know, uh, and especially given how many just bullshit polls are already out there. Uh, you know, many of them coming from places like the Harris polls that are, you know, done by uh, the No Labels uh, co-founder, 
you know, basically they do no labels polls, but Harris polls always just tend to show Trump doing better and, you know, and, and sort of making the no labels case that we need a, a, a third party, which is ridiculous because all that's going to do is help uh, Donald Trump, which is why they keep doing those polls. So, you know, but I'll give you one example. If you start looking at the actual states, Biden's approval is climbing month over month in Pennsylvania, which is something I predict is going to continue as we get closer to the election. Again, yes, uh, one more time, a poll today will reflect backwards about six months where people's feelings about the economy are still negative, even six months later after its turn. Six months from now, and I think it's already starting to show in some of the approval numbers, that lag starts working for, for you if you're president. It was like, you know, it lags, they're still blaming you, it catches up, they still don't feel it. After it's caught up over six months, they start to feel it, your numbers start going up, we're 14 months away. That's gonna happen, and again, I point back to 1983, remember, Mondale was behind Reagan by one point at this point in that election. The reason inflation was out of control, Reagan hadn't been able to get it to slide, and it was just coming out. And within six, seven, eight months, it was morning in America and Reagan slogan, and people were feeling it. And it turned out to be a 49 state landslide. For the guy that was dead today because right. the economy wasn't going so well. And it, that's where I learned. It's one of the places where, you know, I, I don't remember. Let's see. I'm probably in my late, late, late 20s uh, at the time working for Vice President Mondale. But it's a lesson I learned back then that 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 lag, that lag behind, behind between what's actually happening, the perception and reality. And it takes a long time for reality to knock down that negative perception as reality you know, keeps growing and, and things keep moving. And, and so, yeah, there could be another economic, uh, you know, something that hits economically between now and 14 months. That's, that's something else that could happen. But I, I think what's, what you're going to see is what we're seeing in Pennsylvania. Month after month, over month in Pennsylvania, Biden's approval is creeping up. And I think you're going to start seeing that some of these other, uh, the six or seven states that are going to decide this, you know, uh, they could creep up in California um, or, you know, or, or Alabama. And frankly, it won't matter because we all know who's going to win those electoral votes. And it's not going to be no labels, which isn't going to get a single electoral vote. The only thing it's going to do is help Trump by keeping the the ceiling that you need to win, you know, somewhere around 45, 46% of the vote, which is all Trump can get anyway. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. So before we get off of this topic... But no, but before we get off of it, there's one thing I do want to say is Jim Messina came out with a memo, with a, some memo or a PowerPoint today 
that made all these points. I mean, made the points back yeah. nor the polls, like you were saying during Obama. He had to do the same thing in 2011. He was going around to like big donors saying the sky is not falling. Someone should listen to these people. Yeah. And the other thing he said was no labels is not going to get zero electoral votes. And all they're going to do is be a spoiler that could help Trump. You know, you, you know, there, there's people who've done this and, and you know, like I've done been doing it since 79. He's been doing it, you know, uh, you know, helped Obama uh, win. There are people who've done this who look look at these polls and look at the hair on fire stuff and go stop. You know, but again, he his memo was, I you know, I think uh, and I think Doug, Doug Sosnick wrote one, too. And they were all like, you know, stop, stop the hand wringing. But that's what Democrats do. That's what it's. It's a, it, you know, it's it's a party that just, uh, you know, it wrings its hands all the time um, and is always worrying. And a lot of that uh, does come from that period I talked about that what happened was, you, you know, when you when you had that dead heat and you think you're going to beat the incumbent president and then you get shellacked by 40, you know, in 49 states and then you come back. I mean, we were in the wilderness for for 12 years. Reagan for two terms, George H.W. Bush for another term. You, you know, it started to make people, it's like almost knee jerk now when you get a bad poll or a dead heat poll. It's like, oh my God, is it happening all over again? No. Well, first of all, there's a lot of things that are different, which, you know, uh, people point out to me when I keep going back and showing my age by talking about 1983. But there are lessons to learn, right. and that's what I mean. The, the, the economic lag is real. It, that's what happens in, the, in these elections. And I think to this, at this stage, I'd much rather be Joe Biden than the Republicans who, who won't be able to scream, oh, you know, gas prices, you know, I mean, we'll be screaming it, but no one will, you know, you know wait a minute, what are you talking about? You know, think, you know inflation's gone down. We may get to your five reasons why I'd rather be us than them thing that you wrote about this time before 2022, yeah. by the way. But before we leave, just totally dumping on this Wall Street Journal poll, I want to read you something that John Last pointed out. This this came out as we started recording, so I, I'm going to read it and you can react. But a lot of readers, by the way, and listen, readers of the emails and listeners, I say readers a lot, but... They kept asking, what do we do about the age thing? What do we do about the age thing? And I definitely want your reaction to that, Joe. But here, this all ties in. This is what John Last wrote. In the Wall Street Journal poll, by an 11-point margin, more voters see Trump rather than Biden as having a record of accomplishments as president. 40% said Biden, 51% said so of Trump. By an eight-point margin, more voters said Trump has a vision and by 10 points, more described Trump as mentally up to the job, which is totally wild. Like, the, I, I want your, your read on that, but I, I want your reaction to the, the age question. Like, how do we answer that? And what the hell are we supposed to do? Uh, look, I, I think this is all, I, I keep saying this over and over and over again. It's the contrast between Trump and Biden. That's what, how you get over it. In the end, I don't think even the economy is going to have much to do with the vote. I think it's going to be, you know, who you, who are we, where are we going as a country, and that the contrast between, you know, Trump, who 
says that if you join the military, you're a fool and a loser. Joe Biden, who in the Medal of Honor ceremony a few days ago, by the time this hits, I think just showed the respect and the patriotism that we're used to in a U.S. president, you know, along with holding the alliance together and being for Ukraine and Trump and, and Tucker Carlson. And I guess Vivek will uh, make the, you know, continue to make the case for, for Putin and Russia. I just think in the end, it is that wise wisdom, the getting it done, being able, because he knows how the Senate and the House work to get things passed in a bipartisan way that Trump could never do. And, you know, I look, you know, the wall wasn't built. Mexico didn't pay for it. Some of these things are just so baked in the tribalism that, you know, I think if interest rates were 1%, unemployment was 1%, and wages had gone up 10%, the MAGA crowd will still say, Joe Biden sucks, he's too old, uh, and Donald Trump, you know, is the only one who can make America great. They'd be wrong. They are wrong. But, you know, it, they're doing the crazy. We got to keep doing the work. And, yeah, it's going to be a close, you know, by all, look, it, it's this is going to be another close election because the stakes are that. It's democracy versus this, this crazy cult. And that's, in the end, what's going to happen here is, you know, that's what your the choice is going to be. If the choice is, is, um, is going to be, if it's about who's going to raise your taxes, it's the wrong fight. I mean, it's just the wrong you know, it does. That's not. We can argue about marginal tax breaks right. after we save the democracy, right? after we save our republic. But um, but until uh, whatever the hell this, you know, you, you know, Trump's hold on what used to be, uh, you know, another pro democracy party, pro military, pro law and order policy, you know, party that's now, uh, you know, wants to defund the FBI and the Justice Department if not destroy them. You know, what's really fascinating to me is all these judges, the the Trump judges that keep ruling against him. It's like, you know, you think, you know, he he was supposed to pick, be able to pick the best. Uh, He was going to destroy the deep state. What what are these judges all in on it? They're all he he was picking guys that were already members or something. I mean, it's just, you know, none of it makes sense. And and in the end, I think that difference, not with the, the MAGA folks. Uh, and not with the people who already get that it's our democracy it's, or is at stake, who, whether they, they feel Biden's too old uh, or not, will, you know, understanding that they've, they're already, you know, locked and loaded all on both sides in terms of how they're going to vote. It's still going to come down to that, 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 you know, whether you want to call it the Bannon line voters or, you, you know, uh, uh, but definitely the re- Republicans and independents that would normally lean Republican, who, and you, you see this in the Republican Party. I mean, you look at those numbers and, you know, yeah, 17% of the Republican Party does think he did something illegal, you know, does think maybe he shouldn't run. You know, I mean, you know, uh, it, it'd be better. Where's that group going to go? Yeah, they, they don't like Biden. They think he's too old. But in the end, it's that difference. That's the cross pressure. See, we, we've talked about cross pressure all last cycle. There's going to be, there will be people, we've talked about this with women who were, yeah, were having really tough economic, uh, you know, as gas prices went up in that, that last cycle, but were also, uh, you know, and probably weren't happy 
and normally would take it out on it on the incumbent president's party at the same time really worried about the Dobbs decision and uh, and about where the country was going and and how and how extremist the Republican MAGA party had gotten they were cross pressured they would normally have voted against the incumbent parties and that would have been a big wave, which was what everybody was, was talking about, the wave, the wave, the wave. Well, no, I, we kept talking. We talked about on this, on this podcast about cross-pressure and why we thought the cross-pressure was going to break towards the Democrats and in a way that, it, yeah, it's not going to wash out any gains by the Republicans, but it sure as hell wasn't going to be a red wave. And actually, we gained a Senate seat and, and, uh, and held, almost held the House. So I think it's that same dynamic. And, and I do think, too, the other side of that is that that cross-pressure is going, particularly the economic cross-pressure, is, is, and it's still there today, no doubt about it. That's why Biden gets those the low economic approval numbers. But that cross-pressure is going to subside in a way that we couldn't hope for in 2022. I mean, gas prices were not going to go down anywhere near in time for the election, any of that stuff. The economy, that was the also, the, the, the other thing that was going on was the, the, which I also ask about now, where's the recession? You know, where's the red wave? Where's the recession? Because back then it was, we're going into a recession, there's going to be a red wave. Well, we haven't had one. The economy's still cranking along. You know, the Fed may get a soft landing. It certainly looks like it. Most economists are, are, are leaning that in that direction. And so, no, I think the cross pressure from the economy is going to be diminished from where it was in 2022. And I think there's increasing pressure on the Trump side with the indictments, with the evidence, with the televised, even the, just the televised um, uh, stuff in Georgia, just the trial. No, but, you know, the, the, the hearing was uh, yesterday by the time you hear this or a couple of days ago by the time you hear this. Uh, but, it's, you know, people are watching on television what's going on in that courtroom, um, even if it's just preliminary stuff. But they're going to learn more and more and more from that trial once it gets going. So I had this tagged in, in our in our show notes as chicken shit. There was a tweet from Joe Scarborough that pointed this out. And he said, on Labor Day 2023, we celebrate a strong economy, taming of inflation, higher wages and the soft landing that skeptics said would never happen. And the chicken shit part was. Wall Street Journal headline, resilient U.S. economy defies expectations. Guess whose expectations they were? It was the Wall Street Journal who kept saying recession, recession, recession. It's like, no, it yeah, should have said, yeah. yeah. yeah recession and, and yeah. CNN and everybody. Everybody was, was jumping on that just the same way they're jumping on these stupid polls. There's, you know, it, may, it turns out that a lot of the things this administration have done, has done is working. And I think that's going to be clearer and clearer. It's going to, it's going to lower that cross-pressure and the cross-pressure that I think has always been there against, uh, you know, weighing on people who are, are thinking about voting for Trump again. That's going to increase. And I think in the end... Uh, Chances are we don't have a ton of Trump-leaning voters listening to me right now, but let me just give you a few numbers, Joe. So far, the Inflation Reduction Act $278 billion in new investment and 170,600 plus jobs created. We'll link to this, this article in the show notes. That's within the first year 
of this thing being passed. It's supposedly well, and the gonna, manufacturing jobs, the chip. Yeah, the these chip are all like high paying jobs, like people jobs that people want. So and they're I, in red states. Yep, are places like Ohio clean energy project projects announced across 92 Republican held districts. That's 96,000 of the, the 170,000 jobs. And remember every Republican voted against it. So just saying that we're not, we, yeah, but we're not even getting, you want to look at polls that matter. I'll tell you a poll that matters. The poll that matters that looked at the 18 states, 18, excuse me, districts, uh, uh, the Republican. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The Joe Biden one that have Republican incumbents and that poll showed, if they vote to in to for impeachment on Trump, I mean on Biden, excuse me. If, if that poll showed that if they uh, vote to have a uh, you, you know a, an impeachment hearings for against Biden, uh, like sixty something percent of their district is opposed to it, thinks it's a, a political stunt only to help Trump. Um, in these districts. This stuff is going to, that's what I'm saying. There's going to be cross pressure, my friends. And those 18, they're going to be really cross pressured. I like where Joe Biden is. I like where our challengers are in those 18 districts. I would not want to be, if, those, if, if Trump's the nominee, they're going to have to be defending him through, you know, and, and he's going to be at the top of the ticket in those, in those 18 districts. And they're going to have to be standing there just, you know, playing rope-a-dope um, on the ropes as, you know, as these trials continue, as evidence comes out, as people turn, as Donald Trump, you know, lashes out, you know, and, and yeah, there's a chance, there's a chance Trump won't be the nominee. I think that's possible. I, you know, I've laid out a couple of scenarios where I think that that could happen, and I wouldn't discount them, but then, okay, uh, they've got the opposite problem. Trump telling everybody to stay home because the, the, the rhinos stole the election from him. I mean, it's going to be. And so meanwhile, yeah. yeah. And he's not showing up on the debate stage. But do you know who he wants to debate as of today? No. Meghan Markle, because he's upset at how she treated the queen. Joe, <laughs> we're almost out of time, but you, we got to get to the, the Alabama yeah. news. I'd love your take on it. Um, Obviously, you mentioned earlier, a uh, federal court threw out the maps that the legislature, I'm going to say drew with quote fingers because they were yeah. pretty bad. Um, I mean, it, this has big implications, not just in Alabama, right? No, I mean, look, uh, I think there's a couple things related to Alabama that are, you know, and that story that are going on. But one of the things I want to call out, because I know you want to talk about this too, is Gloria Johnson in Tennessee, because I, I think that one's shaping up. You know, people say, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it's a long shot, you know, come on, uh, it's Tennessee. Um, but, you know, I'm pretty excited about it um, because I, I just think that it could be, Tennessee could sort of be a reflection, you know, a, 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 I don't want to call it a, you know, a, a repeat of D Doug Jones in Alabama. But I do think there's a connection there in how she wins. I mean, in terms of really energizing and turning out, you know, Democratic voters, but specifically young people. And I think that's one of the big advantages she has, you know, given that uh, being one of the Tennessee three uh, who took a stand for reforming Tennessee gun laws and almost got expelled from the House for doing it. 
I think a lot of young people in that state are responding to her candidacy. And, her, and I think she's going to be able to really um, generate that, that kind of turnout. At the same time, I think, I think she's going to win some women over, too, that might not normally cross over to vote for a Democrat. So I think, uh, I think she's a strong candidate. That's what we had in, in Alabama. Uh, you know, and you got to remember, yeah, it, you know, it's the Doug Jones blueprint, but, you know, Trump won Tennessee by 26 percent in 2016. Um, remember, he won Alabama by 28 and we won, uh, we, you know, and Doug Jones won. Um, so, yeah, Tennessee's down by 26. Uh, I think was with that same blueprint for turning out younger voters and specific, specifically uh, African-American voters, obviously, but turning a big turnout like we had in our, in those groups for, for Doug Jones, but at the same time, being able, you know, to, to pull over, we pulled over a lot of those moderate Republican women uh, for Doug in, in 2017. I think she may be able to do the same. Then you get to what your question was about the, the federal court uh, <laughs> uh, basically having a special master now redraw the lines Again, not the legislature. Uh, and they said, we've, this is the quote yeah. from the court. We find there is no need to provide the legis legislature with a second bite at the apple or other good cause to delay. So the court basically took it away from the legislature, appointed a special ma master. Um, and that means Alabama will get another black majority district or close to it, which puts another seat back in play. That could be the difference for the House majority in 2024. In fact, it was the fact that the, the Supreme Court kicked the can. When, the, when this first came up before the 2022 election, the Supreme Court ruled that, wait, this is an interesting issue, but it's too close to the election. We'll litigate it and rule after the election. We're going to keep these seats the way they were. So when we should have had this seat back in 2022, which, as you know, we only have the, the Republicans only have the House by four or five seats, including the George Santos keeping the seat warm for a McCarthy seat. We are, you know, you know, that would have made it three, maybe four seats instead of four, maybe five. Um, and and by the way, this went on in a bunch of other states too, uh, similar kinds of rulings and things that sort of held these things off. This is going to have big implications for 2024. Because this is not just going to happen, I think, hopefully in Alabama, but it will pick, we have a real shot now at picking up a seat in Alabama. There are other places where uh, this could uh, similar rulings or, or similar you know things that are going on in terms of redistricting, et cetera, could still play out, uh, and that could be the difference alone in the House majority, particularly when you look at those eighteen other districts that Biden won that the Republican incumbents are sitting on, you know, in the really in a very untenable position, trying to straddle um, their, their MAGA base in those districts that are, are not nearly big enough to win. And it's, so as they suck up to Trump and, uh, and you know, and, and try to avoid impeaching Biden <laughs> both at the same time, because uh, that's what Trump will want. McCarthy, you know, it's going to be, they're 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 not going to come out of this. Uh, I I think uh, very very well. And I think you know, can we pick up five, six, seven? Uh, we, you know, we could pick up all eighteen of them. 
uh, would not be out of the realm, which is why I do start, I'm starting to believe that, um, you know, Simon Rosenberg's been talking about going, for, while everybody else is wringing their hands, Simon Rosenberg's out there screaming, we got to go for 55%. Um, I don't know if we can get there, but I think he's got the, that, that's the right, that's the right attitude right now. We got to do the work, kick their ass and win. So Joe, that is as good a place to end as any. We are just about out of time today. Thanks everyone for listening to that trippy show. A reminder that this podcast will always be free and is part of Resolute Square. Check out the latest at resolutesquare.com slash trippy. Uh, one of the reasons it is going to be, re- be able to remain free is we are trying to um, get some advertisers to help us pay for the, uh, for the pro- production costs. Uh, what number show are we at? Uh, I think this is 180. Yeah, so we've done 180 shows and we probably probably somehow scraped together on our own time. Uh, uh, paying for 178 of them, <laughs> I think. Uh, so, you know, uh, but so I hope you put up with the advertising. A lot of them are, are people like uh, uh, Alex and I uh, believe in. And, and if we I use it, I'll tell you. Please subscribe to That Trippy Show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. You can always send us a question to thattrippyshow at gmail.com or leave us a question in a review on iTunes. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we won't be talking about these crazy bowls.